0: Tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today, if you're a podcast, to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's one of the best things I like about Podgo for us is that it actually analyzes how many listeners we have and gives us advertisers that are tailored to us and you can find them uh, at at podgo.co. That's p o d g o .co. And be sure to add our podcast, America's Hometown Horror, in the "How did you hear about Podgo?" section of the application. Again, that's podgo.co. p o d g o .co. And be sure to mention that you heard from your friends at America's Hometown Horror, so that everyone knows where you found it. Podgo.co. And away we go folks. It's another episode of America's Hometown Horror and I would like to welcome you to the first episode of April, which means we are halfway to Halloween. Wow. Can you guys fucking believe that? That's insane. I know, Time right? Flies. I know. It? Where where did this first quarter of the or quarter plus of the year go? Insane, like every right? Every day goes by fast. Yeah, but it is halfway to Halloween, and we are going to bring you some very special stuff this month, which we'll talk about shortly. But again, uh, my name's Mike, thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror, and as always, I am not by myself here. I'm joined by my esteemed co-hosts, Andrew and Kat. What is going on, you two?
1: Not much. What's
0: going on with you? Not a whole lot. Nothing new. Same old, same old, just... You know,
2: Keep working podcast, <laughs> podcasting. Just
0: living that podcast life, oh, that America's yeah. hometown horror life, my friends. Nothing better yeah. watching the Red Sox smell. Yeah, it's I know, good. right? Yeah, they're, uh, you know, the the object of the game is to score runs in the Red Sox. I, I think they're trying to not score runs actively, which, uh, you know. Whatever! We're not a sports podcast. We're, in fact, a horror podcast. and We're here to talk about a pretty interesting topic tonight, which I think we'll... Uh, Cover a lot of different movies, TV shows, maybe some other fun things. Who knows? I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, oh, you know. I mean, I know to yeah, a certain know. extent. To you a know. certain extent, but uh, mm, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. So as I mentioned before, we are uh, we are in April, which a lot of companies, including Shutter, uh, are calling halfway to Halloween. We're going to do the same thing, call it halfway to Halloween. We have some special stuff coming up this month. Uh, As I mentioned last week, we are the exclusive podcast partner of Spooky World, the movie. Uh, We have some more news from them this week, so stay tuned if you're interested in hearing about that. But uh, I also can announce at this point that we are lucky enough to have uh, a guest named Amanda from a website called Spook Eats uh, on our show on april 21st i believe it's going to be not sure if it's going to be live yet or if it's going to be posted that week but uh amanda runs a fantastic blog she's based in buffalo new york and she's promoting a book I think she's written five books now which congratulations good to her uh but she does a food travel and paranormal blog which is awesome and i would highly recommend you check it out uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Spook Eats. I believe it's also spookeats.com and she'll be a guest on our show. Looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. I mean, totally. we I, we all love food, we all love travel, we all love paranormal stuff. I Sounds like, f- like a guest that's right up our Northern alley, horror, yes. So Yeah, and I know I uh, It's I,
1: nice to have another lady that's interested in the same thing.
0: Absolutely. So I know she's excited for that as well to come on and talk with you. And I know that, you know, based on her website, from what I've seen, she's been to some pretty famous paranormal locations, including the the Stanley Hotel,
1: uh,
0: which is where The Shining was originally inspired by, and uh, lots of other stuff, so we're excited to have Amanda on the show in a couple of weeks, and also we're going to have our interview with with the producer, director, and original owner of Spooky World uh, on April 25th, so good stuff coming up this month for us, a very exciting month. A uh, very exciting halfway to Halloween month, mm-hmm. right? Wicked. I think, oh, I think we have some, there, baby. Yes. Good stuff. Some good it's stuff. It's going to be you know. a better
2: Halloween this year too.
0: Yeah. I
1: think.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, with that being said, let's just let's just go into our usual routine here. So um, I know Kat and I have watched a couple of things over the last week since we recorded some spooky things. Andrew, you have anything you wanted to? Uh, I have not watched on, a damn thing yet. No, I know it's been busy. with I've work. been meaning to watch. I need to watch Kong. Godzilla. I do too. I haven't had a chance to watch that. I've heard pretty good things. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, you know, so full disclosure: Andrew and I are now working at the same place, so uh, you know our schedules are exactly the same, and uh, our, our free time is nowhere near as uh, as frequent as it had been over the last couple of months. As things are ramping up at our old friends at Shine Through Window Cleaning. First original sponsor of the show, so. Yeah. Yes. But, better uh... Better respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we watched a couple things, Kat. Do you want to yeah. talk about uh, the movie we watched last night? Unless you're yeah. going to go into more detail about it later. I mean,
1: um, we can talk about it a Okay. Yeah, sure. Um. So Mike's always wanted to watch Paranorman.
0: <laughs> yes, I have. That is correct.
1: <laughs> Andrew, have you ever seen that? Par- I have not seen Paranorman.
2: That's the Pixar,
1: like...
0: So it's actually not Pixar, it's made by a company named Leica, and they've done several other, and it's a different style of animation from Pixar, it's like yes. a... Uh- Almost like a stop motion, and I guess I was they, gonna say
1: it's kind of like a claymation yeah, almost, yeah, but I it's guess, like a modern day claymation.
0: So I, I did the thing that I do when I'm watching a movie, and I was reading about it while I was watching it. Not spoiling it for myself, obviously, but um, apparently this was one of the first movies to use like a 3D printer for oh, a lot cool. of their characters and yeah. stuff. So I'm sorry, I know I tend to dominate conversation. No, no, no. Go ahead, talk That's about paranormal.
1: No, and actually, like, I me. I it did. It reminded me of a little bit like Wallace and Gromit you know like oh, I love <laughs> Wallace and
0: Gromit. I love the animation in yeah. that so like that's like claymation I think.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like it kind of had that feel to it but like a modern day. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was good. you know I kind of went into it thinking it was more of a kids movie. Like it kind of is geared for a kids movie but it's got a little a few jabs that I would be like yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty like
0: dark a, movie. Pretty dark dark subject yeah, matter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and there was some things in it that I was like ooh like I wouldn't have a gay child watch this, but mm. I would have maybe, like, a like a preteen, you I think know? It was rated, like, I think it was rated
0: PG, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm, I'm I not I mean, sure. it
1: probably is, because there's, there's not a lot of language or anything. Like, I mean, there's not really... They kind of dodged a lot of those bullets.
2: Yep. Well, that's like most Pixar movies. Like, unless you're an adult, you don't pick up on those right, things. Right, right. For the most part. Yeah. Like There's a lot of movies that you watch now that you watched when you were younger and you're like, oh, you pick yeah, up on the jokes. Yeah, that, exactly. Little dirty jokes that are in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. but I, I said to him, we were talking about it, like, what should we watch And I was like, hey, why don't we throw on Paranorman? And that was actually one of the movies that came across the New England um, horror movie theme because it's based That's in... That's correct. ...a fictional, I think it's a fictional town in Massachusetts. Yeah, it is.
0: So it's based in a town called Blythe Hollow, Massachusetts, which is clearly an amalgamation of... Amalgamation, Sa- Salem and Plymouth, I would think.
1: Yeah, because they were. Yeah, they kind of referenced a, a few different Massachusetts yeah. towns, but they were definitely in a fictional. I would say town.
0: more so Salem because they're talking about the whole plot of the story is based around like this witch's curse, and the whole town kind of celebrates this witch's curse as like a, a like a. A Tourist industry type thing, which Salem obviously does, yeah. but they
1: also had like a little yeah. bit of references yeah. of Plymouth yeah. in it, which is yeah. kind of cool. More they references. had like, so they had like a they were, they were doing a play and there were pilgrims and there were Indians. They mentioned
0: the were, Mayflower by name, Native
1: Americans, I should say. Yep, um, yeah, so they they, they had some Plymouth references. I was like, Wait, a minute, does this place take place in Plymouth and we never knew about it? Mm-hmm. But um, no, hmm. it doesn't, but Just, it has some, yep. it has some not, like, this, time. not this time, <laughs> not this
0: time, yeah. not this time. But, uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. You liked it?
1: Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah. It was good. I'll I, have to check yeah. it out. Yeah, check it out. Check so it out. It's thing, a nice little light-hearted. It, it's cool. It, like It's if, a light-hearted. It's on, on, <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, on
0: Netflix yeah now, I thought yeah. I was scrolling through and It came out in 2012 and actually was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but it lost to Brave, which is oh, a Pixar Brave movie. Brave is really Or actually, good. that might not even be Pixar. That might be a Disney movie. I don't uh, know. It's, it's made Dreamworks. by the same company. It is. No, no, Brave is not DreamWorks. It's made by Disney. Oh, you know what? Why, you know why I remember that? She's a princess. She's a
1: princess. She's a
0: princess that appeared in Wreck-It Ralph too. Yep. Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. I remember that. So, yep. um, but actually, yeah, really good voice cast in this too. So the main kid uh, is played by Norman. Paranorman is played by Cody Smith McPhee, who I know he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I know him. He plays Nightcrawler in the newer X-Men movies. But Anna Kendrick's in it. Casey Affleck. John Goodman. Uh, Jeff Garlin.
1: I thought that was John Goodman. Yeah, Je- the John John Goodman is yeah. the
0: crazy uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Garlin is Kirk. the dad. Uh, Leslie Mann plays the mother. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, oh, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, Place, who is McLovin, plays like the oh, town yeah. bully. So there's like a lot of good people in this movie. Because he, cool. he kept saying
1: he's like, why do I know that voice? Mm. And it's so hard because he doesn't look anything like McLovin. You know, so. you know
0: who else I found out too. So. um... Woman named Alex Borstein, who plays Lois Griffin in Family Guy. Yeah, she was the uh, play teacher.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the
0: teacher that's like directing the play. She's on Mad TV, not, right? That's correct. That's she's on she Mad TV. on yeah. yeah. Mad Borstein. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, really. Yep. Huh. yep. Huh.
2: Mad TV. Is she? No, she huh. is in. Uh, is she? Oh,
0: <laughs> Miss. Uh, oh yes, yes, I know you were talking is, about. Yes, that's yeah, her, that's her I'm as her. well. No, I don't think she'd get away with that anymore in 2021 for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. She did that. That's for sure. I like, you, <laughs> cool. I like how
2: you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, and we didn't even have to say it.
0: So I'd say, yeah, Paranorman, uh, pr- pretty good animated film that you. Yeah. I mean, if you have younger kids, maybe not, but
1: right.
0: You have kids that are like me. Did you put it,
1: what? What
2: other horror type Pixar movies would you put it up there with? Well,
1: I mean, any sort of animated. I mean, if you were to not say Pixar, but animated, animated. it's like uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas. That's
0: what I was thinking. How yeah. close? Um, Darker subject matter for sure.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, cool. it was a little bit st- on the more on the scary side because they had the Christmas vibe with the nightmares and it kind of blended into this happy movie. This it ends on a happy note. Well, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm going to give it away, but it's uh, well, that's not
2: giving it away. It's Pixar. It's it should a, have some. Yeah, of a happy it
1: should note. have a happy. Shouldn't it can so it, dre- yeah.
2: dre- it can start no. off sad and depressing.
1: Um. But. Yeah, I'd probably say it's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. sure. have to check it it has out that then. kind of feel.
0: Yeah, so I'd recommend it. I'd recommend checking out Paranorman if you haven't seen it yet. Again, it's nine years old, so yeah. you should uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix right now. Like, so. the 3D hey, animation
1: printer, whatever technology they mm-hmm. used, was actually pretty cool. The animation yeah. is
0: phenomenal. I think that was probably cool. the, one of the coolest parts about it was the animation. Yeah. Cat slams her coaster down Sorry. on the table. It's Sorry. okay. Not, not your not your fault. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, cool movie worth checking out. It's, like, the animation was actually beautiful. Yeah. So, really cool. We also had a chance to check out the... Uh, First episode of season 2 of The Creep Show TV series on Shudder last night, Andrew. Oh, what did you think? It was uh, pretty cool. I'll let you uh, start off with this one. What do you think of it?
1: So, all these creep The Creep Show, have you seen a lot of The Creep Show things? The originals, <clears> not <throat> all
2: the new ones though. No.
1: They're kind of like corny. Obviously. And they kind of go back to like a comic booky kind of thing. Yeah.
2: And That's the whole point of the Creepshow. And they're also That's why like it makes it good.
1: Right. And they're also kind of like way over the top.
2: Yeah. As they should be.
1: Which I, I actually like. Can I talk about like it's spoilers of this? Yeah, or no? sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So like, it's this kid who. Are you sure I can talk spoilers?
0: Well, oh, you're spoiling it for me, but that's.
1: Should okay. I not? I, I won't talk spoilers. I wouldn't no, talk no, spoilers no, if Andrew's going to watch okay. it, because I would no, no, recommend
0: no. you watch this episode. It's good. Okay. Very good.
1: So. What do you really think about good? it? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: fair enough.
0: So basically if I had to break down these two these two this two segments in the first episode for you, okay? Both of them are directed by Greg Nicotero, right. who is the mind behind the special effects in The Walking Dead and he's the showrunner for this version of Creepshow. Yeah. So if you've watched any of the first season or if you watched the Christmas special that you loved, yeah, You kind of watched
1: the Christmas special. You right? kind of
0: watched it. You got know if you remember it but um, vaguely. <laughs> so he directed this first episode and the first one is almost kind of like a throwback to like the original first segment of Creepshow the movie. With the kid, with the dad played by Tom Atkins, who's a dick that hates horror and hates that the kid is reading horror comics and stuff. It was actually kind of like a. An, ex- an expansion on that story a bit, but this is like, kind
1: of related like way too much. To a little, well, <laughs> actually,
0: this that and paranormal. Is that even, a, and, is, that is, is that even a story similar. in that? Isn't that just like
2: the lead it's like, in? like the wraparound? It's like the yeah, wraparound but story, but yeah, they, so they essentially turned
0: it into a story with this kid that, like, know, that's kind of cool. He's obsessed with old school, like, universal horror movies and all the universal classic monsters, so like Dracula, Gilman, the mummy, Frankenstein. And it's essentially a situation where his mom passes away, and he has to live with his aunt and his total asshole uncle, who is played by uh, Matt Dillon's brother Kevin, who played Johnny Drama uh, and Entourage. Entourage. which is a show She's that I, I, hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. Yeah, I hate that show. He, he
1: plays a douche. He plays this a thing. douche yeah. in this so show, he and he's he very good at doing well. it. But
0: that, yeah, that's a good first segment, and the second one actually is a. It takes place in the seventies, and it is, it, I mean, if I could describe this in a sentence. It is essentially uh, Bob Ross, a version of Bob Ross, versus the Deadites from Evil Dead. Somebody goes on to uh, PBS, the PBS affiliate in Pittsburgh, and reads from the Necromicon. Necromicon. Did I pronounce that right? Whatever. Sounds right. And people start turning into Monsters from the Evil Dead, the Deadites.
2: That's cool.
0: And they start attacking people at the PBS station, and one of these people that's fighting back is a Bob Ross ripoff, and (laughs) if you know anything about Bob Ross and his show, he actually, like, as soft-spoken and calm as he is, he was actually, like, in Vietnam, total badass, like, saw combat, like, total fucking lunatic. And it's basically Bob Ross and two other people fighting all these Deadites in the fucking, in the PBS studio, and it was a really cool concept i liked it a lot a and actually concept. so uh sam Raimi's brother ted ted Raimi is actually in this segment playing the person that has the necromicon and uh is reading from it so that's cool yeah i like that it was it cool. sounds interesting I it's would, a good I episode. Would,
2: that's a great concept for
0: yeah later on if you're looking for an hour of your time to kill i'd recommend checking out creep show because yeah. I, I like the show it's very like Katza, said it's very campy it's very comic booky but again that's the point of creep show we did an episode on creep show way back in the day if you haven't listened Go back and listen, but uh, this kind of continues the legacy of Creepshow, and I thought it was pretty goddamn good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what the new season has to do because I think it's clear they have a bigger budget with this season than they did last time. Yeah. around. Yeah. it's uh, they definitely do, no doubt about it. Cool, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I would check it out. Absolutely, those both sound like very good.
1: Ch- 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 check, ch- it check it
0: out. What 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 what's it all about? Beastie Boys. Yeah. Thinking, hey, thinking, hey. Beastie Boys. Check it out with Steve Rule. Check, <laughs> check it, it out with Steve Rule, or check it out with John Mellencamp. Cat's yeah. new favorite artist. Cat. Cat is now like it's. It's like you've actually just found out that John Mellencamp was alive, and now you're listening to I all of his music on just on, on, I'm just like on a so John... Annoying. It's I so can't annoying. Stand oh my annoying. god, it's so annoying. Like, so there's annoying. nobody
1: worse. Uh,
0: what's the song that you continue to play on repeat? Um, is, uh, cherry, uh, bomb. cherry Bomb. If I hear Cherry Bomb <laughs> by John Mellon <laughs> one more time, I'm gonna blow my voice. That's brain when down. a smoke was a smoke. Uh. And grooving was grooving.
2: Yeah, yeah. And dancing was a yeah. 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 Here we go. We got John Bellen y- improving. Wow, listen to this you guys. That song's <laughs> terrible. Oh.
0: But well, It's like burned in my brain mentioned, for our halfway to Halloween celebration uh, here in April, we're going to have on uh, Amanda from Spooky, Eats on in a couple of weeks, but as we mentioned last episode, we are going to have the team from Spooky World the Movie on, on April 25th. First and foremost, a huge thank you to Tony, uh, Tony Landry from the Spooky 101 podcast. He's the producer of Spooky World the Movie. He gave us an awesome shout out on the last episode they had last week with Mike Marin. Yes, that was so cool. He used to be cool. a uh, radio host in the Boston area, out in Worcester, actually, excuse me. And, uh, so what I've been told from the Spooky World team is that, uh, not only are they teaming with, uh, extensively, not only, not only are they teaming with the original owner of the park, David Bernalito, who actually will be on our show on April 25th, uh, and regarding Spooky World and its place in the haunt industry, but not also pop culture as well. So basically, like, where Spooky World falls in the whole pop culture pantheon, right? They have also branched off of this, and they're interviewing the Mount Rushmore of the haunt industry who have turned their attractions from backyard haunts into the multi-million dollar industry that it's become today. So there are going to be a lot of cool voices on this documentary. Safe to say, the blowing up of the haunt industry would not have happened without Spooky World, so again, we are very excited to partner with Spooky World the movie, and uh, we appreciate all the information that they continue to give us, and we cannot wait to interview them at the end of this month, and not not only that, but see the movie this October. Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. So okay. thanks
0: again to uh, thanks again to Spooky World the movie for giving us uh, all kinds of good information about their movie, which we are super excited to see. Super. So a couple of other small pieces of news. Again, light news week this week, which you'll be excited about. But wow, I did find a piece of news, Catherine, that I thought would interest both me and you. Okay. Wanna hear news it, away. You want to yeah. hear, hear what it is? Yeah. So, it's no secret that I am a gigantic Batman fan.
1: Oh, gigantic. And uh,
0: a lot of Batman stuff kind of crosses into the realm or kind of treads the line of horror. and, And one of my favorite Batman graphic novels of all time is a story that came out in the 90s. It's called Batman, The Long Halloween. Okay. I'm assuming neither of you have heard of this before.
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay. Mm-mm. So, basically, this story deals with Batman hunting down a serial killer that is murdering members of Gotham's crime families. Wow. Okay? Oh. So there's a serial killer that is killing people that are members of the Maroni Falcone crime families, and a bunch of others. And uh, it involves a lot of Batman's classic villains. So it, it it tells the one of the origins of Two-Face, but also has the Joker, Matt Hatter, Solomon Grundy, Catwoman, Poison Ivy... Murderers Row of Batman villains, right? The interesting part about this and why I thought it would interest you, Catherine, Mm -hmm. is that the person playing Batman in this animated movie is Jensen Ackles. Do you know who that is? No, that that name sounds
2: so familiar. It should
0: ring a bell to you. He is one of the two brothers in Supernatural. Oh, wait, is he
1: Dean or um?
0: I don't, I don't know. You tell me. He's the not the one with the long hair. He's the one with the shorter hair.
1: Oh. It was Dean. Yeah, let me see who it is. Dean if from you, Supernatural. He looks like
0: somebody that could play Batman. He he looks the part. Oh, for sure.
1: absolutely. Yeah, he's awesome. I yeah. loved him. So
0: he's providing the voice of Bruce Wayne and Batman.
1: Nice. Also
0: in this animated movie, uh, Josh Duhamel or Duhamel, however you pronounce Demel. it, Demel. Demel. So uh, he Dumas. was married most mo- probably. He was you know uh, married to Fergie for a bit in time. He's Fergie playing uh, Harvey Dent and Two Face in this movie. Yeah. And uh, also a thing that would interest you. Kind of a, on a more somber note.
1: Oh, I was going to say, is it like Colin Farrell? Uh, no, the, person, the person
0: playing Catwoman in this movie, uh, the woman playing Catwoman in this movie, is Naya Rivera, who oh, was in Glee and passed away passed last away. July. And oh, I guess apparently this so is sad. one of her last, uh, the last projects that she worked on before ah, she passed away. So she's awful. she's playing Catwoman in yeah. this as well. So. Maybe I can get you to watch a Batman. Anime oh, absolutely! Movie I'll
1: watch yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Batman: The Long Halloween Part One is coming out later this year.
1: Oh, that was so sad. So. That whole story with her and the. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. So, and just to give you an idea, Andrew. So, parts of Batman: The Long Halloween are that from were drawn Batman, from
2: the laughing uh, joke or the what is that?
0: The, the killing joke. The killing joke. The yes. killing joke. The laughing joke. So, so okay. So <laughs> okay. Is. So the Dark Knight. Parts of Batman: The Killing Joke yep. were taken for the Joker, and parts of Batman: The Long Halloween were taken for the Harvey Dent Two Face okay. origin story. That makes sense. So, like the Dark Knight with Aaron Eckhart, you can expect to see a similar type of thing with Harvey Dent in yeah, Batman: man. The Long Halloween. So Good Christopher Nolan drew from that when he was doing the Dark. Knight. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew one comic book. Yeah. yeah. Well, that might Pretty actually impressive. be the, <laughs> the
1: most excited I've been since the Joker came out. Know, Not right? the Joker, sorry. The Dark Knight. Mm.
0: And then a piece of news that nobody's excited about, but I feel like it should be mentioned. The quote-unquote final season of The Walking Dead is set to premiere this August.
1: Wow, so I guess we actually have to finish it.
0: Well, again, it's not the last season because they've already told you that they're doing a, a Daryl and Carol off show okay, that's after a spin-off this off
1: show. Though, like this has to just end. Like, Ugh,
0: it's just so. Like, I, just how so, should it end with the I'm zombies so taking like, over and winning? Like, I think who? who, that's how who end. Like, if you're like, who are you? If you're still watching The Walking Dead, who are you listening to this show? Who are you? I want to know who you are.
1: And why? Let us know. Why are you still watching? In what
2: world could this? And the, there's no government left, right? There's no military. Is well, some the of, the main, of, no of, of the most of the aspects of where there's like characters.
0: a new, a new, like essentially not like not like the exact title, but there's like a new world order where people have kind of created their own quasi mini government. Everything's like, a new world order. That that kind of stuff is happening it in in the final sure. seasons, but like, like who who no, is still interested like, in this? Yeah, but how are you fighting
2: off zombies to that effect? <clears throat> like, I feel like the zombies should eventually win. In this scenario, I don't know the show enough, but I know if the guy from uh, <laughs> Boondock Saints is fighting zombies,
0: eventually he's going to die. He's the only character that I actually love is Daryl, and actually I, I kind of grew to like Negan quite a bit. And Rick was awesome, but Rick, but Rick hasn't been in the show in like four. Well, seasons.
1: and that's the problem is is that they start out with this like really strong cast, and then they just kill them off one by one, or they left the show, or whatever, yeah. and then all of a sudden no, they left. Well, with, like, what,
0: what happened was is that AMC saw the show is going to be a cash cow, and they said how long can we fuck this cash cow mm-hmm. and then we can milk it dry, which is essentially what they've done. Now there's like three different Walking Dead shows. They're coming out with three more. Is there one called The Talking Dead? Because they should. There be. is a show called The Talking Dead. It's the Did you not the know Walking
1: that? Dead show.
2: I thought it was, no, there was The Walking Dead and then what was the one after that?
0: The Talking, the Talking dead, dead, hosted by Chris Hardwork from Nerdist. That's The Talking Dead. Yeah, it's and a talk show after the show of The Walking Dead where they I have, have no yeah. idea about
2: that. I just knew that there was Walking Dead and then Fear of the Walking Dead. There's Walking Dead and fear I Walking I dead. Up There's a there's <laughs> a new
0: one that came out this year with like younger the, like younger characters that grew up in the zombie apocalypse. I, I forget what it was actually. The, called. They should have
2: on the Stalking
1: Dead, where it's just
0: the a Dead. Yeah, zombie
1: stalking people and the, uh, waiting to kill them.
0: Ugh, God, yeah, yeah. So I guess if you care about the Walking Dead, the Yoking that actually Dead actually is
1: a good. That's a good you'll, you'll be
0: you'll be you'll be it's sad to know idea. that. Uh, <laughs>
1: Zombies you know, stalking. People. The
0: final season of The Walking Dead. I guess I think uh, whatever season it is is set to premiere in August. Even though it's not really going to be the end of The Walking Dead because there's going to be more. So yay, hooray to that. Well, yeah, whatever.
1: That's
0: what I got for news, you guys. Great. Cool.
1: Let's ready to move, move on, on to our uh, to tonight's topic? We ready for that? Topic du jour. Topic
0: du jour, and, and what is that exactly? That is the soup of the day. Soup of the day. The topic of the day. Mm. Right. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Let's have that. Portuguese I think kale. I'll have that. And tonight's topic, my friends is the best New England-based horror movies, which is a topic that uh, I've had written down for a little while that we are just now getting to, so I'm excited to talk about this. And so. if you just heard that
2: and you went, another list episode, mm.
0: shut up. Yeah,
2: exactly. We need a break every once Deal
0: in a while. with it. <laughs> Deal with it. I feel like it's not a huge leap to associate a lot of horror stuff with New England in general, right? Some of the reasons being that some of the most famous... Some of the most... some of the most famous horror authors to ever live uh, including hp lovecraft edgar Allan poe and stephen king have all either lived here in new england or had stories that have taken place in this region or both it's the oldest region in the country and i feel like lots of history equals lots of lore and legends aka like you know the whole history of salem the witch trials, etc., which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about in some of uh, Catherine's movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it because we have awesome leaves and foliage in the fall? I mean, I feel like that lends itself to a very no. nice Halloween setting. That you might be something like that.
2: It's the fact that the weather sucks for six months out of the year. Mm. So you're constantly in a state of horror.
0: I feel like the cold <laughs> the cold definitely helps with that because you know you, you like, need that. Yeah. You
2: need those that time where you're just cooped up. Yeah. And like that's probably when they write their best stuff when they're Well cooped think up. think about a
0: movie like The Witch, which we covered in a prior episode, right? Where you are essentially it's it's kind of like this Norman Rockwell painting picturesque landscape with beautiful trees and beautiful foliage. But when it comes to be wintertime, it is yeah. unforgiving and freezing and uh very easy especially in the settler times,
2: to find yourself in
0: in, in big-time trouble, especially like in The Witch. It's beautiful until you have to live in it. Yeah, of course, of course. And, you know, everybody, myself included, I've said numerous times, I mean, we're all in our 30s here. I I do enjoy the changing of the seasons, but I can see as you get older uh, how people might enjoy... uh, complete warmth throughout the entire year so like you know other movies where i feel like new england halloween is paramount or movies like paranorman which we talked about already mm-hmm. or hocus pocus which might come up later yeah might i mean and hell we even have some of the best haunted attractions in the country including spooky world which we may or may not have talked about i forget uh barrett's haunted mansion haunted overlook which is in new hampshire which is consistently ranked as one of the best haunted attractions in the oh, country road, right Haunted Overlook. Oh, I
1: thought it was overload. Oh, nope. overload. What's haunted overload?
0: <laughs> nope, you're correct. It's haunted overload. I'm, I apologize. Oh, I thought that
2: was a. I thought that was a. My a notes. My notes were cut. incorrect.
0: Haunted Overload, and also Fright Kingdom up in New Hampshire, which is the one that was used uh, to film uh, Hubie Halloween. That's right. where that was actually. Yes, filmed.
1: that was yeah. awesome.
0: But uh Oh, can that count as well? Yeah, so I mean, do you do you guys have any opinions or any thoughts as to why so much horror stuff is based in, in New England, Catherine? I'll start well, with you.
1: So I actually read um I shared with you guys that article that I found from Boston Magazine. Yeah. Um that was really cool. It kinda went into like all the history that we have of different haunting kind of things. We had the witch trials, we had like all the stuff you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, that sets a nice like tone in the fall, like the leaves and everything are changing. It gets a little bit chillier. Like, New England, is, it's a time to, like, tell horror stories and ghost stories around, like, a fire, you hmm. know? You kind of have that kind of vibe in the fall with New England and yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like Halloween around here is a huge deal.
1: Oh, it's, a, it's yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a holiday. I mean, people really celebrate Halloween. I mean, they do in different parts of the country, too, but I think that we... Especially, like, having so much history in New England. I yeah. also
2: feel like, yeah, you can't have Halloween when it's 80 degrees out and sunny. So, like, if you're in the southern Well, States, you can. You it's- can, like... That's why Louisiana is such a good setting for it. Well, they have, the have Weeping a lot of other. And all those. Mm-hmm.
1: It's but just also, a
0: very.
2: They have a lot of old, history. Too.
1: A lot of history. Yeah. That's the same right. thing it's with the, the Northeast.
0: Louisiana also has some of the best haunted attractions, especially in the New Orleans area oh, yeah.
2: in the country. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, you look at New England. Yeah, it's the earliest colonization in America. Well, and not then only you have all the. The Indian Wars that went on here, so you have all those bad that also plays and all, a big influence. Like that has a huge influence. A lot, a lot Stephen of King the
0: a, a lot of the American Revolution took place here. So there's a lot of death, right. A lot of uh, you know battles, a lot of a lot of people that died in anguish that uh, may or may not have unfinished business, that type of stuff, right? Exactly. But I mean, think about yeah. it. So, like, what do you like in the Northeast, especially, right? So you have, I think, probably the two biggest Halloween towns in, the, in America are located in the northeast. Salem. Salem, and probably Sleepy Hollow, New York, which is obviously famous for the the legend of Ichabod Crane and the Headless
1: Horseman.
0: Is New York technically New England? It's well, not, you didn't say New England. No, it's not oh. New England. Northeast. I, the, I like, said the, not... the northeast. Okay. The Northeast. yes,
1: the northeast. Yeah. Correct.
0: Yes. So yeah, Sleepy Hollow, I know from people that I went to college with that were from New York, Sleepy Hollow their celebration of Halloween is probably about as big, if not bigger, than Salem's because of because of George Washington Irving's story about Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. So I would actually love to go there and celebrate Halloween. Oh, yeah, I think a Yeah, Salem's all obviously like Salem is, you know, uh, Salem has their own horror film festival now, which is a huge thing. And there's a ton of stuff to do up there around Halloween. So New England Halloween in New England is a huge deal, which yeah. I feel like a, there's many, many factors, but yeah, Andrew, I mean, do you have anything else to think to say about that, like why it's so big here? I
2: mean, that's, I think we pretty much nailed all the reasons why. It's yeah. very conducive to, I feel like for some reason, like a good horror movie needs the changing of seasons and the changing, of, like I feel like that makes a big difference in the movie, right. whether if it's just set in one I mean I guess that doesn't matter. I feel too
1: like a lot much, of horror movies are set in like fall. Fall or yep, winter. You know, or there's like, changing sure.
2: of season. Like summertime it's too nice out like
1: Except for Midsummer. That yeah. was that was mm-hmm. a nice summer horror movie. I
0: mean, okay. Sure Fair enough. Those, Fair but. enough. There's plenty of those, believe me. So okay. So I guess last question before we jump into our movies here. Um how did you guys qualify this category? Was there any particular thing that you took into account when selecting your movies? Like for instance like did it have to be filmed here? Did it have to be based here? Did it have to just be based, based here? Uh, do they have to have the over-the-top, horrible Hollywood versions of a Boston accent that are, you know, Hollywood can never seem to get right? Like, what did you actually qualify as a New England horror movie?
1: Um, for me, it was that they were filmed and based in New England. I mean, I kind of went for all or nothing. Okay. For the ones that I'll be talking about.
2: Fair enough. Andrew, what about you? Just based... I mean, I basically went with That's New what England. I went with, too, Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, if it's, if it's based in New England, it counts. And Stop it. also, the other kind of requisite I went with was I didn't want it to be something that... Well, first off, it can't, they can't all be Stephen King, because it could all be Stephen King. If we really could do an episode to be, on just I just Stephen can't King. do that. I, I tried
0: to not pick all Stephen and King I was trying to too. pick well, there's some on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, no, because obviously, there should be at least one on your list. Right. But I wasn't about to spout off three and be like, sure.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So with that all being said, why don't we just jump right in? And Andrew, I'll start with you. What's your first pick for your uh, best New England-based horror movies, my friend? So when I
2: was looking at – I was doing some research and I was looking up movies that were based in New England that were horror movies. And one of the movies that came – showed up, the, the name of the movie popped into my head immediately and I was like, I know I've seen this movie. And then I started looking a little bit more into it and I remember watching it. I've seen this movie maybe once and it's so good. And it's so underrated that I want to watch it again. And it's in the mouth of madness. Yep. Mike's seen it, mm-hmm. and you've seen it like once too, right? Yeah, I
0: saw it a long time ago. So
2: apparently, it's the third movie in the trilogy that this, John Carpenter yeah, did with this the thing, Prince of Prince Darkness, of Darkness and, and Mouth of Madness. And Mouth of
0: Madness. Mm-hmm. So
2: one thing this movie's got going for it is it's got Sam Neill in it, who's amazing and Doctor Alan oh, Grant. Yeah. Also me, from, from, uh, and don't forget um, from Event Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, so good in that movie. He's the He's villain amazing in Event Horizon. Yeah. yeah. And it's a Lovecraftian movie, so it was also directed by John Carpenter, which is good. That always helps. Yeah. And it's great, got a, great horror pedigree it's in got, this movie. It's got that that just that just feel to it of a Lovecraftian movie where you've got the monsters, and you've just got that, like... It's just so... Like, his movies are so... Every movie that's adapted that's based off of that is so weird. Yeah. And, like, they've got... Like, so you got the monsters, and they're called the Wall of Monsters, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And they pretty much... Um, So they're based off the Great Old Ones, which you would probably know about. Yeah, which includes, like, you know... Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu. And Dagon. 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 But what I thought was interesting, because I was, like, looking into these monsters, and I was on some random site called fandom.com. That's probably not random. And it's... um, Random fandom? uh, We were talking about... So their their homeworld, which I thought was interesting, this is the Wall of Monsters, is um, an alternate dimension... the name is, I guess, unknown, but it's presumably named the Void, which I thought was interesting because when we did Especially, the Void, we talked how much we that talked that that movie about last was. week. Yeah. Yep. And then they also give like a list of abilities for these monsters, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, is this like a Pokemon card where you're just reading <laughs> off their <laughs> attributes Armander!
1: and how many hit points you got?
2: <laughs> yep. But so they're madness induction and corrupting influence. Wow, that's part of it. And then they also have this is what I I thought about the Void when I saw this. Ability to create prophetic scenario that is the end of humanity. Wow. Isn't that like a random... Wow. Like, who's, like, coming up with these names? Those are the greatest names for abilities that I've ever seen. You know who's coming up yeah. with that
0: stuff is Howard Phillips Lovecraft. That's who's coming yeah. up with that stuff. Yeah, and I feel like one of those things, like, if you're going to adapt a Lovecraftian movie, it almost has to take place in New England because kind of one of the intrinsic values of a Lovecraft story is that it's based in New England. Oh, I right? didn't bring that up. It's yeah. based
2: off of a... It's not a real town in New Hampshire mm-hmm. that was supposedly created by these monsters that the author – Sutter Cain. So basically the author in this book, he's the writer that goes missing and Sam Neil has to find him and it yep. leads to that, which is a lot of what his books are, I feel like. Well, actually, no. They they took a little bit of that from uh, the show that I've seen like two episodes of, the one you guys finished.
0: Lovecraft Country.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that in there. Yep. So they basically relay their stories, these monsters, to this guy, and he writes about them. Yeah. And that's the guy that goes missing. So that was kind of cool, I thought, too. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's a very good – Like, I need to rewatch this movie like three times because first off, it's got Sam fucking Neil in it. Like, yeah. does it get any better than that? Good actor. Would action. you watch that movie, Cat? I would
1: watch it. I like him. I like Sam Do you Samuel? like Lovecraftian? Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. I, yeah, I like that. stuff.
0: Okay, all right. So, what's that movie named again? In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness. Four. John Andrews Carpenter. Like a John Carpenter film. Absolutely.
1: So I'm gonna do like a um, a double dip, kind of um, a double <laughs> dip or a double a half two halves, I guess. Because um, I was gonna say Hocus Pocus, which is one of our most downloaded. You, you episodes, were gonna say Hocus Pocus, by the way, but we've already talked about that, so we don't need to go too far into that. But. Um, obviously it was based in Salem, and it was filmed in Salem, and we went up to Salem one time, and this was before you actually saw Hocus Pocus. No, I
0: had seen it at that point, but I just hadn't seen it as many times as you had. Of
1: course not, because I've watched it since I was like a little kid, and you know, Mm -hmm. Sanderson Sisters on Halloween or whatever, that was like a big deal. So, um, that was really fun to go up to Salem, and you can see Max's house, and you can see where the um, Sanderson sisters' house is. You can see Allison's house. Like It's really cool. You can do the whole town hall thing and kind of go around Salem and see all where they filmed it. Allison, is... by
0: the way, the actress that was in, uh, one of the actresses that was in The Hills Have Eyes.
1: Yes, I know. Which you haven't we seen that episode that. yet, then
0: uh, go back and see her.
1: Um, so Hocus Pocus was kind of a half. And then the other half, which you guys are debating whether or not it's a horror movie, is The Crucible. I'll allow it. So, The Crucible was filmed in 1996, and it was actually filmed in Hog Island, um, which is in Ipswich, and it was set in Salem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of um, course,
0: during the Salem Witch Trials.
1: Yes. And that has um, Winona Ryder is one of the uh, mm-hmm. main actresses in it, and there's a couple of other people that are in it that I kind of escaped... Like, yeah. I, uh, uh, I,
0: what's his name? Isn't Daniel Day-Lewis in that? Yes.
1: Yep. He plays John Proctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a... I, I, kind of always thought of that as, you know, it's, it's history, but it's also, I mean, it's definitely scarier than Hocus Pocus. It's kind of like a, it's not really historic, it's kind of his historical film. Like, a lot of those people actually existed at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to Salem and see their graves mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, all that stuff actually, like, at the end, they even have, like, a little credit that says, like, you know, this went on until 19 more people died because they pretty much said they weren't going mm-hmm. to confess to witchcraft. And all these people were hanged, and like at the very end, when like John Proctor gets hanged in that movie, like, oh, it's the it's more of like because it was in the '90s that it came out. Mm-hmm. It's more of those like '96, '96. It was weird, like the, those weird sound effects when you're not, you don't actually see them die. But I you... remember
0: watching this in school.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, that's
0: that's when I saw it. The only time yeah. I've ever seen it was I was in 8th grade and we read The Crucible. And then after we read The Crucible, yeah. we watched The Crucible movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I almost fell asleep while I was watching it in
1: class. <laughs> well, it's not uh, like over Yeah, not one hours. of my favorites. Pretty it's, boring movie. It's long. <laughs>
0: not it's long. one of my favorites. This is your half? This should be like a quarter. Um, the one thing I do remember about this movie that I will say is definitely horror related are some of the ways that the people are killed in this movie. Exactly. And the one guy that I'm thinking of is the guy that's uh, what they used to call Stoned. being pressed yeah. to death. Which essentially they lay you down on the ground and they put stones on you until I'm you, you are until crushed.
1: crushed, yeah. Which is I mean, a, a
0: horrifying way to go and was, a very um, slow, painful death.
1: Oh, Miles, I forget his
0: name. Uh, I can tell you right now. But, I have this up. Hold on. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Keep going.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a very dark chapter of New England. Yeah. So I that's why I was kind of grouping it together with Hocus Pocus because it's kind of like.
0: Giles Corey.
1: Giles Corey, not Miles. Giles Corey. Yes, he was pressed to death. Yikes. But all of that actually happened. Like that all like that's kind of what makes it scary is that that actually happened. But
0: so I'm actually on the Wikipedia page of uh, what the pressed to death execution was, and there's a there's a uh, an illustration from 1868 of a man being pressed to death by an elephant. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
2: horrible way to go. So, this isn't like impressed to mm. death, like you're impressed. Uh, no, oh,
0: yeah. literally yeah. pressed. No, I'm pressed. pressed as in crushed.
1: Yeah. Cool. Sounds so that's terrible. Why I feel like that can be a yeah, horror movie fair kind enough. of like. I feel like I'd little. rather it
2: by way of the elephant because that would be quicker. This should it right? to be quicker. Yeah. Would, yeah. Right. As long as line. it wasn't slowly
0: mm. it
1: was pushing. Just
2: like bang. Down, and yeah. Like, yeah. Right. All right. Done.
0: Yeah. All right, so the Crucible and Hocus Pocus, but a, I was a saying, double dip for Catherine. Go actually,
1: ahead. that was the only kind of movies that I had that were actually filmed, and I realized that after the fact when I first okay. said, like, I was like, "Oh no, I want them filmed and yeah, based in New England." But no, the other ones were mm. not actually filmed in New England, which is kind of disappointing. So you're two okay. half right. Fair enough. So Fair enough. my my one my two halves count as one one. Okay.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So I could I could go with my favorite. New England-based horror movie right now. But I'm going to save that for a category towards the end here. I'm going to go with a movie that we haven't actually talked about yet, which I think is probably the way that we all would like to go here. And I'm going to talk about The Conjuring. Because The Conjuring is a phenomenal movie. And, and we actually, should talk about it we, should, we are going to talk about The Conjuring at some point, we just haven't decided yet. I think it's on one of our lists, because we all came up oh, with a is. list of yeah. ten movies we wanted to cover this year. And you know some of them were doubles. but So we might get to them all. We might not. Conjuring... I feel like at the time that I saw the Conjuring, I remember all the the reviews leading up to the release were saying that this was the scariest movie ever made since The Exorcist. And I thought, "Holy shit. Like this must be pretty goddamn scary." And I had read that it's it's not like the typical late 90s, early 2000s, early 2010s horror movies where gore is emphasized. This was basically old school scares for an R-rated movie that is not based around violence and sex and all kinds of gore. It's supposed to be just, it's rated R because it's scary as shit.
1: Not coming out of the torture porn genre. Correct, correct.
0: So, I actually saw this movie in theaters, as I'm sure you guys might have as well. Yes, I did, yeah. And I remember when I saw it leaving the theater, I was disappointed.
1: I remember that too. Because
0: I didn't really think it was as scary Mm -hmm. as advertising. Like, that's the problem with reviews, right? Is that people can tell you it's the best movie ever made, it's the best thing ever, and you see it and you're like, well, that didn't really live up to all the hype.
1: Well, because then you have like, to There's too no much accounting hype. for yeah. taste.
0: Right, Either. exactly. It's, Everyone it depends. Has a different so, opinion. like, and you gotta, you got to keep in mind, too, the thing with reviews is that most movie reviewers, if you're not based on a horror website, most movie reviewers hate horror movies. They, right. they, don't, they think they're a lesser art form, which is bullshit, but The Conjuring was one of those movies that was well reviewed and also did well at the box office and i was like jesus christ i'm like what is wrong with me here i i didn't really love this movie a lot and then i let it marinate for a few months and i watched it again it's a great movie it's really really good
2: that's the same way i felt about insidious mm. didn't like it at first and then the more i watched it I was see like, i this I,
0: movies creepy see, as fuck opposite like, for me i thought insidious was oh, phenomenal watch, sure was the first like, time like, i saw it yeah, yeah.
1: More but, so, just for that last scare. Yeah, because that but, really got me.
0: Yeah, but obviously, so the New England factor here with the Conjuring is that it takes place. The main story takes place in Rhode Island. Uh, what's the na- What's the name of the town? I'll find it. Hold on. But, but it I, takes it takes yeah. place in Rhode Island, and it's investigated by two well known uh, well known paranormal investigators, uh, the Warrens, who were famous for you know they came to fame for investigating the Amityville Horror House, which, again, not New England, northeast. It takes place in Long Island. But basically the story is that these two paranormal investigators that live in Connecticut, the Warrens, go to this farmhouse in Rhode Island.
1: Harrisville.
0: Uh, Harrisville, that's what it is. I almost said Barrington. I knew that wasn't right. No, oh, Barrington's
1: right. I almost said Smithfield.
0: Smithfield is also not right. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Not even close. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So in The Conjuring they're played by respectively Vera Farmaga and Patrick Wilson. Those are the two actors that uh, play those characters. They get called to this farmhouse in Rhode Island Harrisville, Rhode Island where there's all sorts of, it's an old house and there's all sorts of paranormal stuff happening and it's really scary. Without being over the top violent you don't really see a lot but it's just very scary and it's a movie that's meant to be really scary and just scare you in the traditional sense of like creeping you out. Like you see some stuff But, you know, obviously this movie launched a, Andrew, you're going to kill me here and I know you hate this, but it launched a cinematic universe. It launched the <laughs> Conjuring universe, which now has the Annabelle movies. Now has the it Nun. Does, yeah. Now has, uh, you know, they're, they're spinning off into other sections here. There's a Conjuring 2. Right. There's a, a new Conjuring movie coming out this year called The oh! Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It.
1: That's what I was going to ask yep. you about because that was actually on my list. And yep. what what is coming out? So, so when is it coming
0: out? So basically, I, I know it's supposed to come out at some point this year. Because but... I was like
1: 2021, I was like, "Does that mean tentatively on 2021?"
0: No, no. So this is like... actually so. According to what I have up here in front of me, it's scheduled to come out in September of 2021.
1: Oh well, they have a little bit of time. Yeah. Actually, that's going to be pretty exciting, though.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, from from what you have about this one, uh, Devil Maybe Do It reveals a chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even experienced real life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. One of the most sensational cases from their files. It starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy, then takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen before to mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. So clearly they meant to, they, they, they're, they're trying to establish this as a franchise, but I think the movie that started all, The Conjuring, which again takes place in Harrisville, Rhode Island, yep. and Ed and Lorraine Warren themselves are from Connecticut. Can't be overlooked for New England Horror. No. It's one of the best and it's a scary movie and I would recommend you go watch all of because all of them for the most part are good. The Nun sucks. <laughs> uh, the first Annabelle movie smelled, but for the most part, other than that, they're all pretty goddamn good.
1: I saw an article recently, I think, um, that they sold their house in, like, 2019. Like, whoever keeps buying and reselling that, that house yeah. like is making a lot of money based on just the movie.
0: I completely forgot to mention this. So, um, in my prior career for some shithole company that I used to work for, who will remain nameless, I used to cover Rhode Island as part of my territory, and I used to drive through Harrisville frequently, and I often drove by the farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Did Island. Did you ever
1: take a picture?
0: Uh, you can't get to it. You can't get anywhere close to it. It wow. is gated. They have cameras. They have millions of signs saying, do not get out, do not take photos, do not do anything. I drove by. I wanted to really bad, but uh, I was on work time. Didn't want to get in trouble. But it has since been purchased by two paranormal investigators that are now, uh, they now have it open for tours. So you can actually go and spend a night <gasps> in the Conjuring house. Ooh,
1: yeah. we should do that. Wait a Love to is that, that like...
0: Would love to do that year
1: round. You can
0: do that. I think so. Yeah, oh, I'd yeah. have to double check that. Don't quote me on that, folks. If you, you would easy. do that, but uh, you're scared of everything. Yeah, the Conjuring. Um, I think it'd be a tough sell that. for you to get in there. If it's a good idea in person now, but like we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, moving along, Andrew. What's your second movie?
2: Um. So I did go with the Stephen King. I went with the Dead Zone because that's like the first Stephen King movie that I saw that like I like really really liked. Yep. I thought they did a great job. It was Cronenberg who did that, right?
0: Cronenberg with Christopher Walken and uh, Martin yeah, Martin Sheen, Walken, right? Martin
2: Sheen is the president. Yep. And
0: it's just one could say it uh, might have been a prediction of things to come for, uh, you know, certain yeah. elections. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a good movie, like
2: well acted, solid. They stuck with the story, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. and it was just it wasn't overdone. It did have, like, a TV-style movie feel to it. Yeah. Which is all right. But I thought it was really... Like, a good 80s movie. Good soundtrack.
0: Mm-hmm. Great
2: acting. Interesting story. Not really horror, but... It is, but it
0: isn't. It like, is,
2: yeah. I it's, mean, it's a horror... I mean, it's horror when you think about, like, the yeah. grand scheme of things of course, going on. Of course. But is it a horror movie? Eh.
0: So it's probably the most tame Cronenberg movie, if mm-hmm. you've seen any of his other stuff like Videodrome or The Brood or The Fly or like you know whatever else but there's still some pretty graphic violence in that movie but it, it definitely like the, the themes of it don't lend itself at, to as much horror as some of his other stuff. It's almost any of a psychological
2: thriller like sure. seven. But a very good, one. A, but very a very good very, one. a very good one. Yeah. And I think it's up there as for me and you know where it takes place? Maine? Castle Rock New Hampshire.
0: Castle Rock to
1: Hampshire.
2: He's a school teacher there, apparently. I didn't know that. Okay, on that out. So have you seen the how Dead how Zone? Linked.
1: No. Okay,
0: fair enough. It's a movie seen the that show? that we uh, that we should watch. So I actually never Thanks. watched the show with Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Or, yeah. uh, no, um, same, uh, same What's his name? Names. Uh, uh Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall. Yep, Anthony Michael Hall from uh, Breakfast Club. Yes, that's right. I remembered that show. It used to be on USA. Mm-hmm. I never watched it though. No, I
1: don't that's
0: a movie I that you should watch. I, I don't. I don't blame you. It's it's a lesser known Stephen King movie, so I don't begrudge you for not seeing it. So we should watch. I feel
1: that like I've sure. heard of it though. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Anything else in the dead zone? Great pick, by the way. Um, Random.
2: Just watch it. Obscure. And also, I need to throw in a, a half pick to the dark half. I don't know if that takes place in New England. I don't care if it does. Very well. If made. you haven't seen that Stephen King movie, The Dark Half, you need to
0: watch it. Timothy with Hutton. Timothy Hutton.
2: Yep. It's a really good premise. It's a really cheesy movie. I feel like, but it's really good.
0: Another Stephen King and George A. Romero collaboration, by oh, the cool. way. The Dark Half. See, mm-hmm. makes it even so, better. Yeah, absolutely. Catherine, what do you got, girl? My turn. Your turn.
1: <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go with. The Haunting from 1999. Are you sure
0: about that? Are you sure about that? seems like you're whispering about it.
1: Um, Oh, am I supposed to answer the form of question? What is The Haunting from 1999? Still sounds like you're (laughs) asking a question.
0: (laughs) So this is a movie that I saw in theaters as
1: well. Yes. One of the
0: first movies I saw in the Randolph Showcase Cinemas.
1: Really? Oh, okay. When it was newly built. And
0: to to clarify, you're talking about the movie, right?
1: The movie,
0: correct, with um, Owen Wilson and Liam Nielsen and... Neeson. You can't say Neeson. You just can't say it. Liam Neeson's in it. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yep. Catherine Zeta-Jones. And there's a few other people, I think, too. I haven't seen it in years, my God. There's that
2: annoying lady that's in, like, every Boston-based movie. I think she was in uh, Mystic River with... Laura Linney? No. She's, like, the other... uh, She's, um... Ted Tim Robbins' wife, I think.
0: That's, uh, oh, oh, that's, uh, fucking, what's her name? Marsha Gay Harden?
2: I'm pretty sure she's in that movie. Unless I'm thinking of someone completely different,
0: but...
1: I that, don't know all the actresses. Actors, that's fine. Go names. ahead with
0: your thoughts on the movie, Catherine. We'll figure um, out the rest.
1: So that's supposed to be filmed, uh, it, it's actually, I found out it was filmed in California, which isn't super mm. surprising. Um... And uh, it's based in the Berkshires right. in Massachusetts. Right, in Massachusetts, yep. Yeah, so it was taking place at the Crane Estate, and it's this big mansion, and they find out it's haunted. And it's, it, I thought that when I saw this, I thought it was kind of spooky in 1999. At the
0: time, yeah, in 1999, I was 13. Right? You were 12, so I watched
1: yeah. it, like, yeah. and I thought it was kind of scary. yeah. Like I, I kept. I thought it was one of my favorite scary movies. I remember back then. Owen
0: Wilson gets decapitated in this movie, if I remember correctly. Yes, I think so. Yes, he does. Uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely remember seeing this movie in theaters, and I remember all these characters, and I haven't seen it. So actually, I would, I would give this a rewatch because I'm sure it's bad, but it's probably not as bad as I remember it being. And
1: no, it's not bad at all. I thought it was great.
0: I'm sure you did. I'm I sure like Liam Nelson. Um The only issue with this is that it has since been. Uh, It's since been adapted into a better version of it, right?
1: Well, and now you have The Haunting of Hill House, which is awesome on Netflix. Um, I mean, it's it's way better. But at the time, when this first came out, I thought it was really good. And I would still watch it. It's different. Like, it's... It's the oh. same concept, but also the haunting of Hill House was like episodes. It's
2: just missing Vincent Price. It wasn't just mm.
1: one movie, Vincent's so it was Prize. a lot different. It could have done. Yeah, the it original a lot version.
0: The the original version, you know, featured Vincent Price, who's you know, which you can't go gabre. wrong.
2: You, if you're gonna do an Edgar Allan Poe story, you
0: gotta have. Always well, not a, this isn't story. No, I know, but he yeah. does every one right. Of those. This actually was based on a novel uh, by Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson. Shirley, you just. Yes, Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House, which was the name of the Netflix
1: series. Right, yes, Yes, correct. Yes.
0: I like that pick. I have to say, I, it was not anywhere even close to being on my radar. So Thank I applaud you. you for that. Very Good nice. Evening. Even though it wasn't one of my personal favorites, I'm glad that you liked it.
1: I knew you were going to do a lot of the Stephen Kings
0: and. So actually, I wanted to steer away from King for the most part, but I will get my one Stephen King movie out of the way right now because I I didn't want to do all Stephen King. We could do a whole episode based on just Stephen King. New England well, most art, of right?
1: Stephen King's movies are based in New England.
0: But the one, right the on one, movies, one books. one, the one stories. Stephen King, and and, and I, I'll mention a couple other ones in the honorable mentions. The end here, but the one that I feel like consistently gets overlooked. Time and time again, and Andrew, I know you'll have lots to say on this because we both had it on our list of movies that we want to talk about this year, and that's The Mist, Mm. which in my opinion is probably, after The Shining, the second or third best Stephen King movie adaptation ever made. And I don't even think it's even up for discussion. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie, and this was based on I read this short story. I believe it is part of Night Shift, the short story collection, or it might be another one. Forgive me, King fans, don't 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 rip my head off. But it is a longer short story. It's about 150 pages, and I read this story, also a Lovecraftian ty- mm-hmm. style of horror where essentially there's a town where it gets enveloped by this mist covers everything, and these creatures start coming out of the mist and killing people. These Lovecraftian creatures, these Mm. gigantic tentacled creatures. And it's all caused by this uh, company that's based in the same town in Maine called the Arrowhead Project. It's a branch of the military that basically they're experimenting with interdimensional technology and the theory is that they bring these creatures out of another dimension and they start attacking and killing people in the town very similar to stranger things very similar to stranger things and actually so this this story the stephen king story has gone on to inspire did you ever play the half-life games at all
2: i know the games you're talking
0: about yeah one of my the first half-life is phenomenal and this was a direct inspiration for that but yeah half-life stranger things Lots lots of other stuff, but The Mist, you know, awesome story in the first place, and then Frank Darabont, who directed the first season and a half of The Walking Dead, and he also directed The Green Mile, the movie. He went and directed this adaptation of The Mist, which has Thomas Jane, who played the Punisher at one point. He's so good in Has Marsha Gay Harden, who I mentioned yep, before, again. Is, is the uh, crazy religious lady, and yep. uh, Andrea from The Walking Dead's in it. She plays like the love interest and it's basically these people trapped in a grocery store trying to escape this mist. Mm -hmm. Awesome monsters. Awesome plot. And honestly, probably the darkest ending of any horror movie that I've seen in probably the last 20 years. The ending
2: of that movie is so fucked. And to quote Forrest
0: Gump, that's all I have to say about that. Andrew, I will let you talk about it since I know you have a lot to say about this movie.
2: The end of that movie is what makes that movie.
0: Yeah. 100%. Hundred percent.
2: It's just it's it, that's the most horrific thing you could think of. Yeah, it's so good, and you got the monsters. And did you ever see the TV show The Mist? I never watched it. was it. terrible. Is it? it was yeah, awful. I noticed that there was they one basically season, so they so they, so they it removed was probably...
0: they removed the creature elements and they essentially turned the mist they made the mist like sentient. So it was just like taking peop, taking over people and having them do its bidding, okay. which is stupid and terrible. I, remember, I, I, didn't, I watched like the first five episodes of it and I was like, this is so terrible. I don't want to watch it anymore. You gave up on it. Was it was on Spike yeah. TV. How oh, good could it have been? Okay, well, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, that's, is that even terrible. still a thing? No, now it's the Paramount Network. Makes sense. Yeah. Part of but Paramount Plus. Hashtag streaming service.
2: The Mist is great. It's got a couple characters from uh, Storm of the Century in it, I think. He's usually in those. Um, Similar type of Stephen King the story. old, The old guy. Yeah. That's Yeah.
0: You know the guy. He's in both.
2: He dies in both. He should die in both. Uh, Uh,
0: I know the guy you're talking about. His name is Jeffrey DeMunn, I believe. He's also been in The Walking Dead, so he's worked with Frank Darabont and a few different things. It's a
2: very, it's very similar to that story, which I love that story. Yeah, this story's. We're talking movies, though, so The Mist is a no-brainer. That's like a slam dunk.
1: Yeah, it's
2: easily better than the dead zone, but the dead zone's good too.
0: Yeah, Jeffrey Demont is one of the characters in that, and he's been—he was also in the Green Mile, so he's been in a yeah, lot of Stephen King stuff.
1: Yeah. I love the Green Mile.
0: Yeah, but he—he he also played uh, Jesus. Who did he play? What was the name of? He the played guy? Jesus. He played no, no. He played. Oh, he was Dale. In, like, the first few seasons of, of the, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Oh, Yes, wow. that guy.
1: Oh, my gosh. So,
0: yeah, The Mist is a phenomenal movie, and I, I, I have a feeling we're going to cover it in an episode pretty pretty soon. Because, so. like, we
1: watched that kind of recently, didn't we? I feel like I remember watching it. The it. Mist? Yeah.
0: No, I bet you've never seen that
1: movie.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Andrew. She thinks think she saw it, but she
2: doesn't. That means we're on to you, my friend. I'll wait for the pushback, because it's not a horror movie. Mmm. similar to my prisoner's pick. Shutter Island. That movie really? is so good. That's
1: not a horror
2: movie. I know, but I've been wanting it's, to talk about Shutter Island. It has elements it's n- of art. It's not, it's not a horror movie, There's though. psychological horror in it. Like, the guy's lost his mind. He doesn't it, realize what's going on. There's a lot of, like... There's some themes that I feel like they don't elaborate on. There's no gore. There's no... But it's there's a lot of horror built into it for some reason. I don't know. I just feel like it's... It's a
0: psychological thriller, so yeah. it's not a horror. But pardon us here with uh, if I with, can
1: talk about Hocus with, Pocus, you can talk about Shutter Island. Yeah,
0: that's an absolutely valid point. And pardon <laughs> us sure. for uh, for Otis chiming in here right now; he's being a brat. But um,
2: yeah, I would I would
0: agree with Catherine there. I think that if she can talk about Hocus Pocus and the Crucible, you can talk about yes. Shutter Island. And, and I think filmed that it all
2: in Massachusetts. The this whole movie, this was movie, this
0: is absolutely through and through a psychological thriller, and probably yeah. the closest thing you'll ever get to Martin Scorsese directing a horror movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When you, I forget that he directed that movie. Oh, yeah. And then you go, oh, yeah, this is a Scorsese. And you're like, I feel like the movie doesn't get enough publicity or enough, like, doesn't get enough positive reaction towards it. Like, no one talks about this movie, I feel like. And it's a really good movie with a great twist ending, with great acting, great writing, great scenery, great music, great yeah. cinematography. It's perfect. Most of it was filmed. Great cast. Great.
0: Mark phenomenal Ruffalo like
2: cast DiCaprio's DiCaprio DiCaprio's DiCaprio Ben Kingsley's
0: awesome Ben Kingsley uh, uh, Mark, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo I love uh, John Carroll Lynch Who plays the, the head prison guard yep. The guy that plays The, the, the killer in Zodiac yep. Or one of the argue, Arguably one of the killers In he's Zodiac um, He's phenomenal Michelle In everything Williams, that he's in Michelle Williams I forgot Michelle Williams In that I forgot who the love interest was But oh yeah Such a but good movie But that scene like I, mean, I assume everyone's
2: seen this But that scene where he realizes That his three kids Are drowned in the lake by his
0: wife. It's like, mm-hmm. that's so fucked. That's, to me, that's horror. Th- this definitely, this, this plays more on real-life horrors and the horror, I would say, essentially of mental illness because the character has no idea what he's doing the entire time. Yeah. You find out at the end. Spoiler alert. I mean, this movie's wicked old. You can probably, you should have heard about it by now. But, um... I think one of the scariest parts about this movie, for me, are the flashbacks that he has of when he was a soldier. It's, is it World War One yeah. or World War Two. World War II. And he sees all the bodies, like a flashback to him at Auschwitz. Yep. So it is World War Two, obviously. But he sees all the bodies stacked up, like just fucking just corpses stacked up on oh. top of each other. And he's just standing there, like, and it's snowing, like... Scorsese does a really good job there of like playing up the psycho the psych the psych
1: <laughs> psychological. Jesus
0: fucking Christ! The psychological thrills in that movie.
1: Well, for that, sure.
0: That
2: flashback where he has the German lying on the ground trying to reach for his gun. Yes. And he like steps on his hand. Yep. That's so good too. Yeah. And you good. know where a lot of those flashbacks, all the World War II scenes were filmed. Where's that Taunton? Wow! Right. I had no idea no. about that. Yeah, Taunton, and then all the like lighthouse scenes and the water scenes was in the hot.
0: Okay, okay. Was... I would say I thought they I thought they filmed some of it like on Castle Island or around that area in the well, harbor of Boston Boston but... Harbor. Yeah,
2: but that's where they did majority of the filming for those. That's well, that was the lighthouse, but because they did it off a the hull, there was. Um, there's like an island. There's a couple islands out there. I thought that's where they filmed it, like okay. off Boston Harbor, off yeah, Antaskan Beach.
1: Oh, like that where George's Island is and stuff.
2: I think maybe that's. But didn't mention that, but I thought George's
0: it. Island was the one that you always went to on field trips. Yes. And there was always the rumor of the ghost and the yes. fort and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. The lady in black or the lady right. in white. Oh, I, remember yeah. remember lady in I remember those. Remember those
1: Lady Cat, what what
0: what are your thoughts on Shutter Island?
1: Oh. Um.
0: Did you do you remember? Like you saw it, right?
1: I think I saw it.
0: So the only thing—the only thing for me that sucked about this is I actually. So this is a Dennis Lehane book, and if you read anything by Dennis Lehane, he wrote Mystic River, he wrote Gone Baby Gone, he wrote a bunch of other stuff.
2: Uh, Can I just say that I (laughs) did—I did buy a book once. Yeah, and I bought this book, Shutter Island, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen the movie yet, but I bought it because I had heard about the movie, and I read like twenty pages.
0: I read this book cover to cover <laughs> That's in what, like all I can do. a day. It's a short little book too. I, I wish I could have it's like short.
2: put it all together. And, and the way it.
0: the way that it's written by Dennis Lehane is awesome. And unfortunately, the movie is the exact same as the book, so I knew every twist and turn going into it. Which was the only dis- not, disappointing having thing. Having
2: not known that, mm. were you blown away? Would your where would you have landed
0: with that? Oh, what I, uh, my mind was blown when I read it. Such yeah, a great, absolutely. yeah, what a great yeah.
2: story. I was like this. Like when I saw that movie. Like Kat said, which is funny, that Inception came to your mind. I went, why does Inception get all this credit and this movie gets nothing? Mm -hmm. Like, this movie's, I think, better than Inception. I think Inception Mm -hmm. is way overblown because of the special effects. And it's a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. It's a good movie, though. It's a great movie. movie. This movie's better. Okay. Fuck that movie. Okay, cool.
0: Catherine, what do you got next?
1: Lake... Placid.
0: Oh I love <laughs> some Gated. Wow, <laughs> nice pick. Yes. So you mentioned you might be mentioning this movie. Yes. And uh I'm super happy that you did. Yeah. This also has a great cast and it's an awesome, awesome campy B style monster movie. Yes. I love this movie. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Um so it was set in Maine. Um and it was a nineteen ninety nine movie, it came out mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety nine. Um, what I also didn't even do my research on before, I just, I looked it up while we were talking, it wasn't filmed in Massachusetts or any, I know, I I always, I thought that all these that I picked were, I thought I read them when I was kind of looking them up, and I didn't take my notes on them, and I was totally wrong, so, no, it was actually filmed in, um, different lakes in British Columbia, and Surrey, and Mm -hmm. it was also filmed in Vancouver.
2: So not even close so to So not Masters
1: even is. close to New England. All right. You <laughs> should have um, picked Shutter Island. You would have been good. My bad, but it was set in Maine. So um, one of the guys that's in this is an actor that I particularly like is uh, Bill Pullman. Yeah, uh, he's Who'd, great. Who doesn't yeah? like Bill Pullman? He's... It's like Bill Paxton. I know. I like uh, an, an, alum, an
0: alumni of UMass, Bill Pullman. Really?
1: Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yep. Um, yeah, he's awesome, but, you know, it's an alligator on a lake, and it's kind of the traditional story of, like, things start happening, and they start looking into it, and, like, people get in these situations in the lake where they're kind of seeing little traces of the alligator that's in there and not, and whatever. It's, you know, if you haven't seen Lake Placid, I mean, it's a it's a pretty standard, what Mike said, what, B-horror movie. Maybe yeah. see horror yep. movie. I I, I like it though. I think it's a you know nice little horror. We'll, I think it's a nice little horror movie.
2: <laughs> for starters, to me, other than a great white shark, there's nothing more horrifying than a crocodile or an alligator. Agreed, because right. they're dinosaurs essentially. It'd be like a giant chicken chasing you with razor sharp teeth. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be terrifying. The chickens terrify me, but crocodiles and alligators are horrific. No thanks. There's actually, you know what? There's a movie on Amazon right now where it's some and it's some B fucking horror movie that just came out and it takes place on the coast of Africa in like a tourist section mm-hmm. and there's an alligator like jaws eating everybody. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I I know that
0: movie. It's of the like the legendary crocodile that is like the the huge one that they um, I don't know. No, but it, this is like a
2: movie. It's not like a documentary. It's like a, it's
0: like a I know movie. I know what the movie so is. So this exactly, is
2: based yeah. on. Yeah. That See, that sounds scary. Did you ever see Crawl? That was a good movie.
0: Uh, uh, I haven't seen that yet. I, I want to. So. so. the movie that you're thinking of, <laughs> by <laughs> the way, that you were thinking of, is a movie called Prime Evil that uh, came out in 2007. It's no, based no. no, on no. A- this is a
2: brand new movie. Oh, okay. Like, right. brand new. Like, I think it's filmed in, like, a different language.
0: Well, there was a 2007 movie that came out called Prime Evil that was based on a legendary crocodile in Africa that's, you know, said to be almost 30 feet long. It's like and Megalodon. is over a hundred years old. That's name is Gustav. So that <laughs> really? is uh, that name is Gustav. That's, that's the lore behind that. Yes, yeah. So uh, Lake Placid's such a good movie. I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Any anytime, any I'm with Andrew. Any type of big crocodile or big alligator stuff, which is actually an '80s movie called Alligator. That's also has animatronics and is pretty good uh, scary movie. Yeah, it's it's nice... an al- alligator that's in the sewers, but yeah, Lake Placid's obviously it's in nice a lake.
1: Little, nice little horror movie. Yeah. I, I liked it when I was younger. It was like scary then, it's scary now, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really go camping, so for you to say campy, I mm-hmm. couldn't really relate to that, but like, you know, nowadays we kind of go and take Otis for like walks around Morton Pond mm-hmm. all the time, not saying there's alligators in there, yeah. but you never know what's in the water, yeah. so like... Mm-hmm. I know there's, like, swans, and there's a lot of birds, and there's a lot of fish. I see little minnows, but, I mean, Was that one maybe. That
0: float? The, the
2: Which one? Stephen King, uh, Creepshow one. Oh, the raft. The
0: raft. The that's raft. Yeah, that's a good one. So good. Very good segment. Nothing to do with Pretty alligators, true. but yeah. just as scary. All right, cool. Anything yeah. else on Lake Placid? No. Never again. All right, fair enough. So, I, I'm going <sighs> to... I have a lot of other movies that I want to mention and talk about briefly, but some of them we've already covered, and I'm going to avoid more Stephen King stuff, and I'm going to avoid other movies that I think uh, we're probably going to talk about in the future here. And one I'm going to throw out that's going to be completely random, which I didn't even know was based in New England until earlier when I started researching for this episode. It's the only Eli Roth horror movie that I like, and it's called Cabin Fever. Which came out in 2002, I believe. Was this a remake? This was a remake. uh No, it was not. Yeah. Actually, it was an original concept written by uh, written by Eli Roth and his roommate from college. Yeah, Cabin Fever came out in 2002, and it's you know described as a horror comedy movie, which I think it's much more of a horror movie. But essentially, you know, involves a group of college graduates who rent a cabin in the woods, which apparently takes place in New Hampshire. Uh, And they begin to fall victim to a flesh-eating virus. So if you've seen this movie, you'll probably remember the one that I'm talking about. But uh, the inspiration for the film actually came from a a real-life experience during a trip to Iceland where uh, Eli Roth developed a skin infection and he thought this might be a good idea to write into a horror movie about flesh-eating infections. But essentially there's some sort of waterborne illness in this movie that uh, the Spring Breakers drink or ingest or jump in or whatever and it starts eating away all their flesh and it's just... Super gory, like everything that Eli Roth is kind of known for, like super gory, lots of nudity, lots of sex, like kind of like very much a throwback to the 80s in terms of all those things. But I think it's the only movie of his that I actually enjoy. I feel like a lot of his other movies, I'm just like, mm, nah, no thanks. But this one uh, stars Ryder Strong, who pray, oop pray
1: <laughs> Boy Meets World.
0: Ryder Strong who played uh, Sean, Sean Hunter, Hunter in Boy Hunter. Meets yeah. World, yeah. absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: I loved yep. him. Yeah, and
0: he's he's good in this. But it's yeah, it, it's a, it's a it's an underrated movie from the early 2000s, I think. And kind of the first movie that put Eli Roth on the map. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I think
2: it's a solid pick. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this movie was filmed in Massachusetts. I also thought this movie was a remake. What movie am I thinking of? Or when they do remakes of Cabin Fever, this is the movie they're talking about. I think it's crazy to to realize that this is a movie that was made in the 2000s that was an original concept. because mm. <laughs> there's only a few, I feel Yeah. Like. Saw,
1: mm-hmm.
2: this. Um, you know what's a really good movie but just remind me of? Because I, I feel like I've seen Cabin Fever and it was so long ago that I like probably liked it. It's a good concept for a movie, but did you ever see The Ruins?
0: I love The Ruins. Yeah, actually, I actually read The Ruins. similar
2: to that, like mm-hmm. they get... Taken over very a, similar, yeah, very sim- cool. I like yeah,
0: kind of similar, except they're in Mexico and the ruins, and this one's in you know, yeah. New England. But so uh, that seems like a good concept. Yeah. I feel like I should watch this movie yeah. again, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Cabin Fever went on to go have two sequels, including Cabin Fever 2 Spring Fever, and then Cabin Fever Patient Zero. And then it was actually remade in 2016, which I have not seen.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. Remaking yeah. a movie 13 years later, yeah, yeah, it's it, like why don't we wait a minute?
0: Seems a little ridiculous, especially when it was a Solid movie. Solid movie. Why you got to remake it? Absolutely. But yeah, The Ruins also, by the way, great call, because that's a a great movie and a great book.
2: Yeah. That is based off a book, like most movies.
0: Fair enough. All right, so yeah, that's what I got on Cabin Fever. Uh, You guys want to go for one more round here? You guys have other movies you want to talk about, or Um, should we wrap it up? Should I just go for honorable mentions?
1: Yeah, I was just going to go for honorable mentions, because the other movie that I had... um, is already we've already like talked about in our podcast and i don't want to like re.
0: okay so here's what i talk
1: about (laughs) here's here's what
0: else i had down and you know some of them we've already covered on the show some of them are a little bit more famous and we want to give you some more obscure stuff here but uh you know obviously i think the most famous horror movie or famous probably the most famous massachusetts movie of all time is jaws right i don't think there's any doubt about it filmed in massachusetts based in massachusetts what else can we really say about Jaws that we didn't say in our July episode that came out last year? Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, that's like a no-brainer. We, yeah. If, we, if we're not going to do a podcast and talk about Jaws, we've already done it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just Agreed. So
2: that we've said enough. Agreed. Agreed.
0: I mean, if you listen to that episode, you know how much I love Jaws, how much it means to me personally. It's a great movie. So if you haven't seen Jaws, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, go see Jaws. <laughs> um, also, I feel like the first time that really – so Stephen King, we you know, we we obviously we mentioned Stephen King. Lots of movies came out in the 80s and they were of terrible quality, most of them at least. Some of them came out in the 90s were a little of a little bit better quality like Shawshank Redemption, like The Green Mile, other stuff. But I feel like it was about time for Stephen King to have one of his most epic books of all time adapted into a multi-part epic movie series and I feel like they did that with It One, It Chapter One, and It Chapter Two,
1: or It Chapter, the TV series. That was the best <laughs> ever. Yeah, <okay>. because, uh, <laughs> you knew this I, I, was guess, I guess.
0: I guess if you're gonna, yeah, like, okay. uh, yep. duh, yep. yeah,
1: yep. way
0: scarier. Sure. No, absolutely. I disagree, but I feel like, the, like the It movies were one of the first times they actually took a Stephen King book. And said, okay, how do we adapt this for an audience in the in the 20, when did it come out? 2019, 2018, the yeah. first one? How do we adapt this for a 2018 audience? And how do we spread this sprawling, huge, cosmic story out
1: was over two, multiple movies? 2017,
0: 2017, 2017, right? First one was 2017, and the second one was, what, 2019, right? In yeah, that's right. right. So, how do we do this for a modern audience? And I feel like they really struck that chord and turned it into a really scary, really good faithful adaptation for the most part of Stephen King's book, It. The part where everyone's kids, right? Yeah. And then, obviously, there's a second part, which I know we will probably all digress on this because I have certain opinions. You guys have certain opinions. You were going to say. Sorry.
1: We've already said about it. The first part is so
0: much better. Wait,
1: we already... already... And that's because
0: it was... Like, I don't know. I
2: just feel like it was generally better i enjoyed the act it was a little bit more stripped
0: down judgment. a it little was... bit a little bit less weird i i get all of it i understand why most people probably like the first one better i'm a huge fan of the second one i won't go into detail on it but i like them both i think they're both very good adaptations of a novel by stephen king that is borderline unadaptable in most parts yeah and you know the certain parts you know obviously uh, certain parts of the book but even they went there in part two, the opening scene, with the severe, disturbing beating of the uh, of the gay character. I forget his name. I, I, I can't remember everything, guys. Sorry, my brain is only so big. But, uh, yeah, that stuff is fucked up. So I, I just think they did a really good job with both movies. Obviously, the first part, most people think is stronger, but I'm a huge fan of the second part as well. And Kat's a huge fan of the original miniseries, which I guarantee it was a movie does not hold movie. up which as well. Which is a miniseries and doesn't count. Uh, no in no addition movies. to the It movies, I also had on my list here, not really a horror movie, but if we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus, we're going to talk about Beetlejuice.
1: Hell yeah, Beetlejuice Absolutely. takes place
0: in Connecticut, and I think Beetlejuice might be one of those movies that was a gateway horror movie for a lot of kids. Uh, there's some freaky Tim Burton imagery in this. Absolutely. Not a straight-out horror movie, but there's no. some weird there's shit. There's a phenomenal shit.
2: Michael Keaton in this. Too. Absolutely.
0: And I mean, so he's, so the he's the best um, part of
1: What's her face? Winona Ryder. Um, yes, but also... Oh,
0: uh, what's her name from from Shit's Creek? Uh, Catherine O'Hara.
1: Yes. Yes, of course. Oh, my God, I love her. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's
0: She essentially plays another version um, Moira, of Moira. From Moira. Schitt's Creek. Yeah, from Schitt's Creek in this movie. It's, it's the same character. Kevin! Kevin! Yeah, so and, yeah, uh, Beetlejuice from, takes place in Connecticut. And this is a movie also, the next one here, that we will probably talk about in the future. And I know, I, th- I think you also had it on your list. So you've definitely seen it. You might not remember it, but... Uh, Session 9 is a huge Massachusetts-based horror movie that was also filmed in Massachusetts. It was actually filmed at Danvers State Hospital, which is Condemned.
1: I read about this. And yes. it's
0: about uh, three guys that are, essentially, they're assigned to clean up asbestos in a uh, in this old, old Never facility. Never seen this. It's really, really no, good. I really, is it Netflix on Netflix? Netflix? Is it on Netflix? It's, it was on Netflix for a long time. Oh. I don't think it is anymore. But it's really, it's really creepy and really good. So we'll cover that for sure. Uh, the Witch is a movie that we already covered on an episode. Correct. So we'll just skip that one because you can hear all of our thoughts on The Witch by going back and listening to our Witch episode. Uh, the last two that I had here, uh, two that you know are older movies that are a little bit more obscure. You probably have seen if you're a fan of 80s horror. You've seen Reanimator, which is also oh, a 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, great movie. I loved, I should. Jeffrey it Combs, Barbara Crampton, awesome movie for sure. And then also another one that I didn't realize took place in New England, but this is very much a movie that's a precursor to movies like Get Out and Jordan Peele's sensibility towards horror, and that would be the Stepford Wives. Takes place in Connecticut. did you guys ever see the Stepford Wives? With Nicole Kidman? No. I'm no, no. That, that's that's <clears throat> that's a remake. The original, oh, the original. Stepford Wives. Oh, yeah, oh. I was thinking the 70s. same thing. I have like, never seen. I was either. like, wait yeah. a minute, this
1: is a horror movie. I was like, so picture
0: picture Stepford a horror Wives? movie. Picture like, picture Get Out, but with uh like nineteen fifties esque housewives. Oh, it's right. this old in a like this gated weird community. Where all of the wives okay. are these weird, yeah gotcha. so fill in the blanks there.
1: So what are, what is mean what are we what are we thinking about here then? The Isn't remake they, The, the remake? remake.
0: Nicole Kidman's in a remake of that movie. that was Nicole Kidman and Matthew Broderick. That is a horror movie. Yes. I have never, the original seen one, the original never seen one was that. like one. a satirical, was a satirical horror movie.
1: I don't think I ever put that together that it was ever a horror. Well, again, movie. if we're
0: considering Hocus Pocus and Beetlejuice and uh, The Crucible horror movies, we're considering The Stepford Wives a horror movie. Oh,
1: okay.
0: For the sake of this podcast. Okay. So, but uh but yeah, I think that's what I have tonight you guys for uh New England-based horror movies. Do you guys have any final thoughts, Andrew? Cat? Anyone? It's pretty much all I got. I'm no. spent.
1: I know. I thought this was kind of fun, though. This it was, was interesting. and nice led to a
0: lot nice different conversation than I expected. Yeah. I was like, oh. Well, this has been another episode of America's Hometown Horror, folks. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from us, because we do post frequently on all sorts of social media networks, here's where you can find us. YouTube and Facebook, just search for America's Hometown Horror. You'll find all of our episodes on there. As well as other sorts of posts on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Hometown Horror. You can also uh, tag us in photos on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also drop us a line at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com, which we've actually seen a little bit of a ramp up in emails coming in, which is fantastic. Wait, you're telling me people are emailing us?
2: Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
1: yeah. Sometimes? That's like a. We're getting a couple I've emails. We've only been
2: asking, do you even. We've never even talked about it anymore. Now, finally. People are like, oh, hey, we'll email them. I know. What is this, the 21st century? Well, Jesus. I think you've
1: been asking people to
2: email. No, I know we have, and I just thought it was a joke. I don't think people are actually going to email us. Well, they well,
1: did, and it's
0: nice. Well, hey, it turns out you can also subscribe to our show on pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts, but more specifically on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may listen to your podcasts. My name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of America's Hometown Horror. I'm joined by Andrew and Kat. Say goodbye to your listeners. Good Adios, evening. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror. I just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.